Three Ways to Prepare for Marriage. Welcome to Stewardship and Romance. This is all about biblical encouragement and instruction for building strong marriages and families. We're glad you're here. Discover timeless truths from friends that have blazed a trail before you. I'm John. And I'm Meg. We're your hosts. Married in 1983, we have raised five amazing children who are all married now to wonderful spouses. And at the time of this recording, we have eight grandchildren and one coming soon. Follow us in each episode as we guide you through the seasons of marriage and family life. This is Season 1, Preparing for Love That Lasts a Lifetime. As you apply the principles taught in each episode of this first season, we believe you will become better equipped for your future marriage. And you don't have to wait until you're old enough to get married to start learning about marriage. Meg and I both started learning about marriage and family life in our teens and early 20s. This kind of training takes time, but it's definitely worth it. And if you're already married, the basic principles, strategies, and tips we share will definitely strengthen your marriage. So, let's first talk about why we named this podcast Stewardship and Romance. Meg, what do we mean by romance? Well, romance is like a super close friendship. It's sharing your heart with someone. It's sharing things that are personal revealing your weaknesses, sharing hopes and dreams. And in marriage, physical intimacy is the beautiful icing on the cake. God has always desired a close friendship with His people. He created us to be like Him, made in His image. He wants to share His heart, love, and His very nature with us. And He wants us to share the love He has given us with others. That's so good. John, (laughs) what do we mean by stewardship? Well, Meg, stewardship means caring for and investing in whatever God has entrusted to you. Can you explain a little bit more about that? I'll give that a go. So the title of this episode, as we remember, is The Three Ways to Prepare for Marriage. So let's begin just talking about that. The first way you can prepare yourself for marriage is, number one, develop your mundane muscle. I like, Meg, the way that you you gave me this uh, term, mundane (laughs) muscle, the other day. That that, that was so cool. Mm -hmm. Begin with the small things. Take action. Faithfulness begins with the seemingly small steps of action. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Reminds me of a song I wrote uh, back Mm -hmm. in the 80s. Yep. So, the mundane muscle, the things of the mundane, those everyday things, what is it that that we can be doing? Here's some examples. One would be cultivate your relationship with the Lord through prayer, through Bible study, scripture, memorization, and fellowship with other believers. Yes, fellowship will lead you to a greater relationship with the Lord as well. And Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Yeah, and it's 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 in the like the secret place, you know, the things you do in secret that really, really matter. So it might seem not mundane when you're doing it, but it's it's hidden. 
So nobody sees that, but it's, it is cultivating something in your heart that is going to be amazing for your future. Yes, that's right. And, and we'll be talking about that area a lot more in a future episode. So yeah. stay tuned mm-hmm. on that one because we're going in quite a bit deeper there, more tools for you. Yeah. Another area where we can exercise that mundane muscle is cleaning and organizing your room. Mm-hmm. That's We had to train our kids in that one. And I suppose if you know if you can't keep your your room clean and organized, then you get married, then you can have a big surprise and find out that your your spouse didn't like that very much. So uh, yeah, so it's a good practical thing to do. You know, first thing when you're getting out of bed is you know make your bed before you leave your room. Make that bed, mm-hmm. uh, keep your room nice. Uh, another one would be eating healthy. That's sometimes a, an area that some people struggle with it and others don't. Uh, forming good life habits. If you've got any really bad habits, get rid of those and start some new good ones. Another one would be uh, choosing your friends carefully because we tend to become like the people that we run with and it just happens that way. So so we need to have some, some people in our lives that are going to be good examples for us and help us when we're down and we help them when they're down. Another mundane muscle activity managing your time well because you know 20 we got 24 hours in a day but uh it's given to us by god Mm -hmm. he's the one that uh, gives us every moment to enjoy and and use well to steward well Uh, another one would be saving your money Uh, if you want to plan an extravagant wedding but i'm sure we all love extravagant weddings but it takes money and we don't want to go into debt to do that so saving money is a big deal we'll be talking about the, all finances in a future episode we'll be getting into that quite deeply so when it all comes down to it take a moment and pray about what it is that uh, is important for you to do take a minute and pray ask God which of these areas you can begin to steward more faithfully that's good so Meg talk to us a little bit about the point number two about working out relationships so another really huge critical area that helps you prepare for marriage second point of helping you prepare for marriage is is working out your relationships so right now most of you are in a family have a mother and a father maybe some of you don't have a parent that's around um, but there's people in your life that you can practice honoring and respecting so honor your father and mother is really key because as that relationship goes that's going to be transferred down to how you relate to your husband or wife so um, just you know getting in the light being honest with your parents just starting you know, listening to their advice because they've got, there's nobody that loves you better <laughs> than your parents. That's right. So they're really going to be looking after you. Um, and if they are not thinking that way, the fact that you would go to them and ask them for advice will start breeding that um, in them a little bit more. So um, another thing is, is you are, some of you have siblings, maybe some of you don't. But maybe you have coworkers or, or relationships there that are close to you. How you relate to your siblings and others around you is is key too. Uh, you know, 
Are there issues between your siblings and you or other people that, you know, are rough or they need to be worked out? Who knows? But that's something to think about. Um, If you've been in a past relationship, you might have some memories or um, you might need to, you know, ask God to forgive you for some of the things that you've done or forgive that person. You know, just breaking off ties of pain or whatever, or even good memories, but they're no longer there anymore. Um, One thing that I did is I got rid of pictures with a former boyfriend because it just didn't help. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm going into my future and I want to meet somebody, but I'm carrying this, this, all these photographs and pictures, you know, of memories. So it's good to just kind of have a clean break. Right. With all of that, <laughs> um, I think so. Another thing that's really important in dealing with relationships is um, to get things in the light. Um, if you've got things in darkness, you know, talk to the Lord about it. Talk to your parents about it, and just get get free. Get it in the light. Don't keep something buried or under, hidden in a corner in a closet somewhere. Just get it out. Mm-hmm. Get in the light. Um, so another, another really great resource for you, um, in the whole area of relationships and what does it look like to be married is a, is a great book, um, about marriage from God's point of view. It's a recent book and it illustrates well, um, what marriage looks like and it's called Your Marriage Masterpiece by Al Jansen. And you can find it on our website. So if you're single, get involved with groups of people on worthwhile projects. Um, you can even discover your life partner in the process. That's what John and I did. We were both involved in our college youth group at our church, and we both started being part of the leadership team and planning things together. And lo and behold, <laughs> we got to know each other. Mm-hmm. So. He noticed me, and I noticed him. (laughs) So there you go. So, yeah, getting involved in groups of people and, you know, voila, there's your life partner, but you just didn't know it because you weren't doing something. (laughs) So, and if you're married, find something that you can do with your husband or wife on a regular basis. Something worthwhile that you both enjoy. Um, Yeah, that would be fun. So you might find that when you do that, your romance is going to another level. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom and dad, they were so cute. They they bowled together. They golfed. You know, they, they did things like that. So um, John and I like to swim. So we do a lot of swimming. and A little bit of golfing. A little bit of golfing, yeah. Lots of cruising. Yeah. <laughs> like to cruise. Yeah, okay, back to the subject, working out your relationships. So work out areas of hurt together as a married couple. So maybe you've, you know, got some things that have built up over the years. You know, just find a loving way and time to communicate that. So as a review, working out your relationships, honor your father and mother, get reconciled to siblings and other people around you deal with memories of past relationships get things in the light that you've kept in the darkness Uh, learn about what marriage is all about 
from God's point of view with um, a great resource, Your Marriage Masterpiece. And if you're single, get involved in groups. If you're married, find something to do together and work out areas of hurt if you're married already. So that's what I would say. And hey, John, what's number three on the three ways to prepare for marriage? Okay, third way to prepare for marriage is to practice genuine love. And originally I was thinking, we would just say practice true love. But then I thought, no, that sounds a little too Disney-ish. <laughs> true love. <laughs> but uh, we'll call it genuine love. I kind of like that. Like the genuine diamond. It's the real McCoy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is genuine love? First, we always use the Bible as our resource for life. So in 1 Corinthians 13, it reads, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And so Meg asked me the other day, well, John, what's an example that you can give to people of how that works? And I remembered the time that uh, when we were first getting to know each other and we were in a gym together and Meg uh, was in this big amoeba game. I was observing from the outside on a particular round and she had fallen and severely injured her ankle. It was black and blue. So she was sitting by the by the side of the gym and there was a number of people coming up to her saying things like, hey, you want to go dancing sometime? And she's just kind of glaring up at him like, what did you just say? And then someone else comes up and says to her, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and she's going, oh, whatever. You know, and then then I came up and said to her, uh, so, uh, can we get you a ride home? Something like that. You know, it's hard to remember back yeah. that far. Yeah, you arranged a ride yeah. home for me, which is like yeah. super nice. And I thought it'd be better if I just arranged the ride, then I gave her the ride because it would look it wouldn't look right. Just you know, yeah. Who's just this need guy? to arrange it, <laughs> keep it low level, so not to send the wrong message there. And uh, so anyway, so that's about unselfish love. I wasn't trying to get Meg's attention or get her affections. I was just arranging something for her. Uh, not that I'm always so unselfish, but maybe I accidentally was unselfish in that, that particular moment. <laughs> I'm glad the Lord helped me there. Um, then another way to practice genuine love is to remember that genuine love has substance to it. It's not just saying, I love you. Those are easy words to say. I love you. But I love you needs to have the substance behind it. For example, um, a young person would see their mom kind of tired, having a hard time, dishes are piling up, and they could just say, Mom, I love you. Bye. I'm going to go out with my friends. Or they could say, Mom, I love you, and I'm going to do the dishes right now for you. You can just sit there and and read a book or whatever you'd like to do, but I'm doing the dishes. That's love that has substance. Mm-hmm. There's teeth behind that. Yep. Another one way to express genuine love is to remember that love is not superficial and just keeping it deep and meaningful. And Megan and I, we 
both believe that recreational dating is this world's way of forming relationships. And when we say recreational dating, we mean where you take one person out, you try them out for a little while, you break it off with them, and you go on to the next person, and you keep trying things over and over again just because it's fun. Not because you're looking for marriage, but because you're looking just to have fun trying people out. Now, we believe that that's just wrong to treat people that way. Um, it's often exciting and fun in the beginning, but it usually offers nothing but heartache in the end. It's actually the opposite of love. Lack of love is when we insist on having our own way. And true love is where we give up our own way for the highest good of another person. So recreational dating and breaking up is practicing for divorce. Let that sink in. It's practicing for divorce. You might think, well, how can that be? Let's explain that a little bit. The two main negative effects of recreational dating are a broken heart and distraction from God's preparation for your future. So if you are breaking up, have a habit of getting together and breaking up, then that creates that bad habit. And so then you come to another relationship down the line, which happens to be your marriage relationship. You've practiced getting together and breaking up so much that uh, when you go through that first year or whatever point and your spouse makes you mad or they don't do something that you like, then the automatic response is going to be, okay, you're just like all the others. I'm breaking this off. That's the end of that. So, So you can see how that can be practicing for divorce. Another way to practice genuine love is to remember that it goes beyond mere physical attraction and infatuation. It's not about just the way a person looks and they, the way they make you feel when they wear those that special dress or whatever. In, infatuation is surface-level stuff. Physical attraction is important, and there's nothing wrong with infatuation, especially in, in marriage. It's a great thing, but if we just end it with physical attraction and that's as far as we go as is infatuation then we've got some shallowness going on if you love someone if you really love someone you'll wait to open the gift of physical intimacy until the right time god knows when it's the right time and he wants the very best for you another thing to do is to talk about uh, biblical's examples of self-restraint in the Bible. We were talking about a moment ago about waiting for the right time. And in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Testament, we have a, an example of Jacob where he's working to marry Rachel. He really loves her and wants her as his wife. And so he works for Laban seven years for her. And then he gets tricked and finds out that he's actually married Leah. And so he works another seven years for Rachel. So he's worked 14 years and during all that time he wasn't physically intimate with her at all. Joseph cares for Mary but he's not physically intimate with her because it wasn't time for that yet. Moving on. Genuine love also means waiting. Self-indulgent behavior is selfish. It's not love. The proper time for sexual fulfillment is after a covenant has been made not before. It's after a covenant has been made. 
Scripture warns us repeatedly not to indulge in sexual intimacy before covenant, not to ruin our fun, but so we will avoid being hurt and enjoy a sexually fulfilling sexual union with our life partner. Uh, one verse from the Bible goes with that. There's many, but one is Hebrews 13:4. Marriage, the marriage bed kept pure. And 1 Thessalonians 4, 3-5, avoid sexual immorality. All right, so now we've talked about three ways to prepare for marriage. And let's just quickly review what we have so far. As you begin practicing these three ways for marriage, develop your mundane muscle, worked out, work out your relationships, practice genuine love, you'll be well down the road to launching a successful marriage. Remember, since God is our creator, only he knows what is most fulfilling for us. He wants only the very best for his kids. All we need to do is follow the blueprint he has given us through his word. So at this point, we'd like to give you an assignment. In fact, in every episode, we're going to throw out an assignment because Meg and I were both teachers. That's what teachers do, give assignments. (laughs) So we're going to wrap it up because we can't give you everything that you need to know in one episode. What we're going to do is give you a taste of some things and wade into the pool a little bit and then give you a resource that you can go to where you can go deeper on your own time with that topic. So marriage is a beautiful work of art that reflects God's glory to the world, but our culture has undervalued and misunderstood it. It's time to take a closer look at what God had in mind all along. We highly recommend that you go to our website, stewardshipandromance.com, click on Resources, and order the book Meg was talking about earlier, which is called Your Marriage Masterpiece. It's available as a paperback or as an audiobook. If you're not yet a member of Audible, you'll get this book for free. You're going to enjoy how Al Jansen weaves real-life stories with great teaching and biblical narratives to paint a complete picture of all your marriage can be. Okay, so now we just want to take a moment and pray for you. In every episode, we're just going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to do whatever He wants to do in your life. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, we pray now for blessing Mm -hmm. to come upon those that are listening to this podcast right now and enablement for them to do everything that you've given them to do, to accomplish. We pray for peace in their hearts. We pray for success, Lord, in their relationships and in the changes that they need to make. We pray that you'd help each one, Lord, to be faithful in the small things and to form some good habits and maybe even to replace the old bad habits. And we pray, Lord, you'd help each one to work through any relationships where there's been difficulties and to forgive those who have been hurtful and to be reconciled where that's possible. We also pray, Lord, for genuine love to be on the increase in each listener's life. We pray, Lord, for an increase in unconditional love. And we pray, God, just for a selflessness and for a deep and meaningful love to be on the rise. We pray, Lord, for the ability for each listener to be undistracted today and this week as they go about life and help them, Lord, to stay focused on what's most important in this season of their life. Mm -hmm. And most of all, we pray that each one would develop a deeper relationship with you because you're our source. 
You've said without me, you can do nothing. We believe that, Lord. So we just ask that you'd fill us up right now and enable us as we go through this week. And that's all for this week. And if this episode was of value to you, please leave us a comment under the show notes for this episode, episode number one. Just go to stewardshipandromance.com, look for the show notes, or you can go to your app, and there's a, a place on your app where you can do the same thing. You can get to our website from there as well. And that's also where you're going to find our email and phone and our social media links. In the next two episodes, we'll be laying the foundation for the entire series. The topics are your identity and life purpose. Bye for now.